Hello, and a warm welcome to my Asthma Spotlight podcast. I'm Dr. Mark Levy. I'm a family doctor with a special interest in asthma. My aim is to help people with asthma and also their caregivers to understand more about this disease and how to stay safe. I will share lots of information about asthma. However, I will not be able to answer any personal medical questions for which you should really consult your own doctor. The opinions I express in the Asthma Spotlight podcast are my own and they are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical, health or professional advice of any kind. Please do see the disclaimer details in the podcast description. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello. Today I'm going to talk about some of the drugs that are used in treating asthma. There are two broad groups of asthma drugs. The one group are the preventers or controller drugs, which work against the underlying inflammation and ongoing irritation in the lung. So they control the inflammation and also prevent attacks. The other group of drugs are the relievers that work by relaxing the tightened muscles around the air passages to make them open up. Now there are different relievers and they either work for a short or a long time and also they are either quick acting or slow acting. You will probably be familiar with the reliever drugs that improve your symptoms very quickly but that only work for about four hours and these are usually the blue inhalers. Now in this episode I'm going to start by talking about general issues related to asthma drugs I'll broadly describe the different drug treatments used for asthma, and then I'll focus on those drugs that treat the ongoing inflammation due to asthma. Those are the drugs that are called preventers or controllers because they help to control your asthma and they also help to prevent attacks. So before I talk about the asthma drugs, I need to first explain a few things about the names of drugs. All medical drugs have chemical names, and once that medicine has been tested and proved to be safe, and proved that it works for a disease or a symptom, it is then given a patented brand name or trade name. 
That's the name that's used for marketing the drug and the name of the drug that you'll be familiar with. Now, once a drug goes off patent, then other manufacturers can produce and sell the same drugs under different trade names. And these are called generic drugs. So they include the same basic chemical medicine that has been tested in the past and proved to be safe and also to work for the disease. And now that's where things can get confusing because there are so many different brands and trade names for the same chemical drugs. So in order to reduce confusion, I use the chemical names in my podcasts. So if you want to be sure of the chemical name of your drugs, have a look at the label on your inhaler or on the original package. Now what about asthma treatment in general? The first concept to understand is that asthma treatment is not one size fits all. In other words, people with asthma are not all treated in exactly the same way. Like many other diseases, if you have asthma, your treatment needs to be personally tailored or adjusted to your own particular needs, as well as your disease and its severity. So the treatment also needs to be tailored to your age, your ability to understand and use the medication. Now there's another issue. Asthma is treated with inhaler devices. And the big problem here is that these devices are not easy to use properly. And research has shown that many people cannot use their inhaler correctly. Now you might ask, does this matter? It sure does, because if you don't use your inhaler correctly, the drug doesn't get into the place in your lungs where it works. So in addition to choosing the right medication, your doctor would also select the right inhaler device for you. I will talk about inhaler devices in another episode. Now the aim of asthma treatment is to control symptoms and to prevent attacks, and of course to keep you out of hospital. So if your asthma is well controlled, you should be able to lead a normal life, and that means being able to attend school without having to miss classes, and to be able to perform your best at work, and also to be able to do recreational activities like sport. So there are two things going on in asthma. One is an ongoing or chronic process, and the other involves flare-ups or acute attacks. Now, asthma is essentially a chronic ongoing disease. That is, it doesn't go away. It's there all the time. And this involves inflammation of the air passages in the lungs. The lungs are like big air sacs, and the air passages are like small tubes. So if you have asthma, there's irritation and swelling of your air passages, which is caused by collection of white blood cells and mucus or phlegm. And in addition to the swelling of the walls of these air passages, you also get spasm or tightening of the muscles around these walls. So in asthma, there's obstruction of the air passages, which is caused both by the mucus and phlegm inside the air passages, also swelling in and around the walls of the air passages, as well as spasm or tightening of their muscles. The chronic ongoing irritation of the air passages is there all the time, and sometimes the irritation flares up and your asthma goes out of control. At this time, the air passages become very twitchy 
i.e. irritable, they get tight at times, and your asthma flares up with an attack. When this happens, you may have coughing, shortness of breath, chest tightness, or wheezing. And wheezing is when you hear whistling sounds coming from your chest, and these are due to obstruction of the air passages. So you may now be getting to realize why I'm focusing on the preventer drugs first. That's because these drugs both damp down the inflammation and irritation in the lungs due to asthma, and also they work by preventing or reducing the number of asthma attacks. So how do we treat the inflammation due to asthma? The anti-inflammatory drugs that treat the inflammation work by reducing the swelling of the walls of the air passages and also by clearing up any phlegm or mucus that collects inside those air passages. And this results in improvement of symptoms and most importantly, prevention of attacks. Now these anti-inflammatory medicines also reduce that irritation. I spoke about twitchiness of the air passages earlier and that's the irritation that causes the muscles around the air passages to get tight. And that's one of the ways these drugs prevent asthma flare-ups. There are three kinds of drugs to treat the underlying inflammation. And they include, firstly, corticosteroids. Secondly, there are leukotriene receptor antagonists. And the third kind of anti-inflammatory drugs used if you have severe asthma are the injectable biologic drugs. So let's start with the corticosteroids. The corticosteroids are available in inhalers, in tablets or liquids, or they may even be injected. In most people with asthma, the inhaled corticosteroids, also called ICSs, are the drugs that are most commonly prescribed to control the underlying asthma inflammation and to prevent attacks. Based on research evidence, ideally everyone with asthma should be offered these inhaled corticosteroid drugs for their asthma. There's lots of evidence that they prevent symptoms and that they're good at preventing asthma attacks. The steroid tablets, the liquids and the injections are used mainly in treating acute asthma attacks. So let's first focus on these inhaled corticosteroids, which are the commonest drugs used to prevent attacks. The prescribing regulations or licenses for use of medications will vary in different countries. So a prescription that you get will depend on where you live. So as a result, there are different ways, depending on which country you live in, that these inhaled corticosteroid drugs are licensed for prescribing. Now remember that I said earlier that asthma treatment is not one size fits all. So your treatment will be tailored to your own asthma and prescribed according to the regulations in your country or region where you live. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. 
But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Sadly, there are many parts in the world where the choice of treatment is very limited. And international organizations are working very hard to fix this, particularly so that these drugs are universally available particularly in low- and middle-income countries. Now, there are six different inhaled corticosteroids that are available, and these include beclomethasone, budesonide, fluticasone, mometasone, ciclesonide, and triamcinolone. So if you want to know which one you've been prescribed, have a look at the chemical name on your inhaler or the package it came in. You'll find both a trade name or a brand name for your drug and also the chemical name, which is sometimes in brackets on the label or uh, in the package insert. So depending on the licensing regulations in your country and your own doctor's decision, you'll be prescribed inhaled corticosteroids in one of three ways. You may be advised to take these inhalers regularly, that is once a day or twice a day. Another way they are prescribed, which is called MART, or Maintenance and Reliever Treatment, where you will be advised to take the inhaled corticosteroids regularly and also as needed for symptoms. And this form of treatment is prescribed using inhalers that have two drugs in them an inhaled corticosteroid, and also a reliever drug. Now, the second way you might be prescribed inhaled corticosteroids is that which is used in over 45 countries in the world, where there's a third way that inhaled corticosteroids are prescribed. Now, in these countries, and this applies to people who don't often get asthma symptoms, you may be advised to take the inhaled corticosteroid and use it as needed when you have symptoms. As I said, this is prescribed in some countries, not all, and the prescription involves an inhaler which has two drugs in it, an inhaled corticosteroid and a reliever. So as I said, these all depend on the prescribing regulations in your country. However, whichever way these inhaled corticosteroids are prescribed, They are there to help damp down the inflammation and to prevent attacks. So it's really important to follow your doctor's advice on how these drugs are to be taken. Generally speaking, the dose or strength of inhaled corticosteroid is increased or decreased at times by your doctor. And this is based on how badly your asthma affects you at that time. If you only have symptoms sometimes, you'll be prescribed a lower dose. And on the other extreme, if your asthma is causing more severe problems, you'll be prescribed a higher dose. As the dose is increased, and as the severity of your asthma gets worse, 
Additional drugs may be added to the inhaled corticosteroids by your doctor. Similarly, if your asthma is well controlled, your doctor may reduce the dose of your treatment. And this process is called stepping up or stepping down treatment. So it's important for you to keep your doctor informed how your treatment is doing and especially if your symptoms are not being controlled. I will talk about how you can tell if your asthma is controlled in another episode. But for now, the key message is that if you are following your doctor's advice and taking the inhaled corticosteroids as your doctor has prescribed, you should feel well and you should be able to lead a normal life. If not, and if your asthma symptoms like coughing, wheezing, chest tightness or difficulty breathing are flaring up, then it's important to tell your doctor or health provider, which might be a trained asthma nurse. So the inhaled corticosteroids are the first choice by doctors of anti-inflammatory drugs for asthma. The corticosteroid tablets and liquid, which is often prescribed for children, are used in treating asthma attacks and are intended to be used until the attack has resolved, i.e. until the attack is over. Now sometimes these corticosteroid tablets or liquids are only prescribed for a short number of days. So if you are prescribed steroids for an asthma attack, you should ideally see your doctor for a post-attack checkup before you run out of those tablets. The reason being is that if the attack has not cleared up, you may need more of these tablets or liquid until it does. I did talk about asthma flare-ups or attacks in an earlier podcast, so do listen to that one. You should find it helpful. So a key message for now is that if you have had two or more of these short courses of cortisone for asthma attacks in the last year, it would be advisable to ask your doctor whether you should be seen by an asthma specialist to first confirm that you do indeed have asthma and second, to decide if you have severe asthma which might need a different form of treatment. Sometimes, in some people who have severe asthma, corticosteroid tablets are prescribed for regular use. Now, if you are one of these people taking cortisone tablets regularly for your asthma, you should discuss with your doctor whether you should be seen by an asthma specialist. And the reason for this is because there are new treatments available, which are available in many countries, which are used for severe asthma. The second group of anti-inflammatory drugs for asthma are the leukotriene receptor antagonist tablets. These are abbreviated as LTRAs and are tablets that work in some people to reduce the effects of asthma. They're sometimes prescribed if someone's very reluctant to take a corticosteroid inhaler. However, if you are one of those people, it's important to know that these tablets are not as good as inhaled corticosteroids in um, treating symptoms, but also in preventing attacks. So if you have been prescribed a leukotriene receptor antagonist, or if your child's been prescribed these tablets, they should work within six 
to 12 weeks of being prescribed. And if they're not working, then you should discuss this with your doctor. I need to tell you something about these leukotriene receptor antagonists, which is important for parents of children um, who've got asthma who've been prescribed these tablets. You should be aware that these drugs have side effects that can cause disturbed thoughts and mood changes and even cause hallucinations. As in the case of all medications, it's always advisable to read the instructions and the possible side effects that are detailed in the leaflet that comes with the medication. So if your child is on these drugs and your child does have any side effects, you should contact your doctor urgently. Now, the third group of anti-inflammatory drugs that I mentioned for asthma are the biologic drugs, and these are also caused, called uh, disease-modifying drugs. As I said earlier, if you are somebody who's been prescribed regular corticosteroid tablets for your asthma, these drugs might be an alternative if they're available in your country. These are given by injection and are prescribed by people whose asthma has been confirmed to be severe by an asthma specialist. Now, prescription of these drugs will depend on local drug license regulations and also whether they're available in your own country. So if you do fall into this group, I do suggest that you discuss the possibility of a referral to a specialist with your own doctor. I will talk about severe asthma in a later podcast. So I do hope by now that you have an understanding of the asthma controllers, and these are also known as preventer drugs that are used for asthma. So in summary, the anti-inflammatory drugs are the most frequently prescribed and most important drugs for treating asthma, particularly the inhaled corticosteroids. These inhaled corticosteroid drugs treat the underlying inflammation due to asthma, and this is needed to control symptoms and to prevent attacks. They are prescribed according to the regulations and availability in your own country. The next one, if you are taking your inhaled corticosteroid as advised by your doctor, and your asthma is still not well controlled, you do need medical advice from your own doctor or trained asthma nurse. Now, if your asthma is well controlled, you could ask your doctor if you can reduce the dose of your inhaled corticosteroids. This is called stepping down. The next important message is that you should know which of your inhalers is for relieving symptoms and which is for controlling your asthma. So ask your prescriber or your pharmacist or your asthma nurse to explain this to you. Now, if you are one of those people taking cortisone tablets regularly for your asthma, or if you've needed to take two or more short courses of these cortisone tablets for attacks in the last year, it may be worth contacting your own doctor and discussing the possibility of a referral to an asthma specialist to see whether you have severe asthma and whether you need additional or different medication. And finally, and probably one of the most important take-home messages, 
is, as I explained earlier, that if you can't use your inhaler device correctly, you're not going to be able to get any relief from the drug because it's not going to get into your lungs to perform its duty and prevent your asthma attacks. So ask your prescriber or pharmacist to watch you using your inhaler to check that you are using it correctly. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful, and I hope you did, please click the like and the follow buttons and share this podcast. Please do send me any feedback or questions to my email address, asthmaspotlight at gmail.com, and I'll do my best to answer these in future episodes.